0: It's time to kickstart your confidence. In this podcast, you will hear open and honest interviews with business owners and like-minded people who have struggled and then how they've overcome their own issues. Listen to their real-life struggles and personal accounts of how they've changed their lives and continue to do so on a daily basis. Get rid of stress, own your own space and thoughts. It's time to take control, feel your personal health and well-being improve as you travel with us on this journey. And now your host, former British champion, owner and chief instructor of Hastings Kickboxing Academy and third Dan Black Belt, Carl Denning.
1: Hi, so today I'm here with the famous Jimmy the Brick Flick all the way over in the USA. How are you, sir?
2: I'm doing great, man. How are you?
1: Yeah, very good. Thank you. Thanks for asking. Um, First of all, thank you for your time and... Uh, you know, coming on our podcast to have a chat. Um, I want to dive in deep with you and your training and everything you do so all your fans can find out exactly what you're about. Um, so first of all, I just want to say, obviously, I'm over in the UK and, and you're in the USA. So the little chats we've had and watching your Facebook and your Instagram and stuff, um, I can see that or you certainly come across as a really enthusiastic, very passionate, quite a family man. Um, and man, do you put the grind in. Um, would you say it's a fair um, assessment of you?
2: Uh, yes, sir. I got two beautiful daughters, a beautiful wife. We've been together uh, for over nine years, almost mar- over, married over eight years. So,
1: Wow, congratulations.
2: Thank you, man. Yeah, so it's awesome. Uh, so I got that family grind and just chasing my dream. Fantastic. How old are your daughters? Uh, I got an eight-year-old and one that just turned three uh, on the 2nd of June.
1: Nice. Boys, girls?
2: Uh, not yet. Uh, right now, they're uh, both just like to run around at home and be crazy. We live out in the country, out in the boonies, and they're some country girls. So they love their animals, and we'll probably end up having a little farm here eventually.
1: Oh, fantastic! That sounds that sounds really cool, really awesome. Um, I say everything you do, um, you're, you're like it, it, I feel like you're a hundred and ten percent, whether it be your sponsors, your training, your family. I always feel like when I see your stuff, you are up up there with it. Um, is that easy to keep? Is it, does it come natural to you?
2: Uh, well, I think it comes from losing. Uh, as you can see on my record, I got five losses and you never like losing. And every time I lose, obviously I didn't do enough is what I feel like. Um, no matter what happens when you go in there, you never know what you're gonna feel like or what's gonna happen but you always want to do more and that's what I try to do every fight is just try to do more, try to be more ready, try to just, you know, take advantage of the situation and I like to train as hard as I can and fight for the less amount of time. So if you watch a lot of my fights, I like to finish and I like to finish quick. Yeah, don't leave it to the judges. No, sir. I've I've already (laughs) three fights go to the judges and one didn't go in my favor and out of 18 19 pro fights i said three went to the judges we're not going back to the judges
1: anytime soon hell no hell no so you've had 19 pro fights. 13 and 5 yeah so 18. 13 and 5 beautiful really that's that's still a good strong record mate still yes good. sir
2: yes sir and if if yeah. the ufc could figure out what they're going to do with this flyweight division uh in the past three years i wouldn't have went up and down if people would just look at me like I'm taking big fights at 35 and then I go back to 25 when I get it. 125 125 the flyweight division outside of the UFC. It's hard to make money. It's hard to book fights and make stuff happen. So it, it's been a back and forth battle for me. Uh, so I'm trying to stay at flyweight where I belong. I've won my last three fights at flyweight and I finished every flyweight I fought. Uh, I finished CJ right. Hamilton. CJ Hamilton went to a decision with Casey Kinney, on the Tuesday night contender series. Uh, there's some other guys that I've finished. Uh, Bozzi, I just finished him, and uh, he's fought Eric Shelton. Uh, went to a decision with Eric Shelton. These guys are going to decisions with UFC vets, and I'm finishing them. I'm a finisher, and that's what people like to see. Whether it's jiu-jitsu that I'm finishing them with, or these hands, I'm just getting the finish.
1: Hell yeah, hell yeah. That's what we like. I I tell my fight team, never leave it to the judges. Cause you never know.
2: Never, I went to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and it's on UFC Fight Pass uh, for King of the Cage. Fought the hometown boy in the main event, and he beat me up a little bit. I mean, you can see the fight, but every round, I took him down, I took his back, I dominated, and I lost unanimous decision oh. to in his hometown. And it's a fight back until we get that rematch, and um, that's a fight I'll look down down the road if he keeps winning. His name's. Uh, Tim Sosa, Tim so Sosa. he's out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. So we'll see how he does, see how I do. And uh, we did that fight at a weight 130 as well because I traveled to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I would like to get that fight back at 125.
1: Nice. Yeah, and you'll be strong there as well.
2: Yes, sir. I'm a very big, strong 125-er,
1: yeah. but I'm not a very big 135-er. Mm. Yeah, so you are, if, if, I, if I've read right, are you ranked number five in the top 25?
2: uh yes outside of the UFC but now uh, in my eyes I'd be number 4 because Brandon just bumped up in the UFC and took out Tim Elliott.
1: Okay. So that's that's a that's a good shout. Ranked number 4 in you. Uh, fair play, well done.
2: Yes, and uh Brandon was supposed to fight on that Tuesday night contender series. Uh he was signed before signing to fight Tim Elliott. So I'm hoping I can get that spot. So that's what I'm rallying for. I'm always tweeting. Uh, I'm letting them know I'm ready. So that's what I'm hoping for.
1: Is that your next next goal, next vision?
2: Yes, I, I'm gonna have a title defense lined up. Uh, no opponents yet. Here in a little bit, we'll get to that. See if any of these opponents I want to fight want to try to get this title.
1: Yeah. Cool. Um, So I'm guessing with with all the work that you do and the amount you train, your sponsors obviously quite important to you. Should we give your sponsors a big shout out while we're here?
2: Yes, please. Uh, Yeah, I'm a full time working man. I got two kids. I got a wife. Uh, My wife's going to school, working on her career. So uh, if I didn't have sponsors to help me out, it'd be a lot harder for me to, you know, live the life I live, have the training I have. And Forza Combat is one of my Muay Thai gyms that I started working with. If you see my kickboxing fight, that was the yeah. first time him started working together. And uh, it's really took my game to the next level because everybody thinks I'm a jiu-jitsu guy since I have yeah. 11 submissions. So my kickboxing highlights got over, was it 21,000 views?
1: Yeah, I, I shared it uh, this week, yeah.
2: And everybody thinks I'm a jiu-jitsu guy. So I really want to give a shout-out to Forza Combat, Coach Leo over there. And Thunderkick Fitness is where I've been for, I think, eight years now. And Thomas Longacre over there, he's been helping me with my jujitsu, making sure I'm staying strong. And we work our kickboxing over there as well. And uh, them two gyms right here have helped me just get to the next level. And I also do uh, CrossFit at CrossFit Sand Springs. Um, I wake up Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning to go train before work. And we do that three times a week, eight to 12 weeks before training camps. And if you check out my last fight at flyweight, everybody thought fight night, I was 155, 160 pounds. I was so stocky and built yeah. and just was an amazing training camp. So I just really want to say shout out to all of my gyms. Um, and then I'm going to just go through these sponsors real quick because I have a lot of them. I really thank all yeah. my sponsors for the support. Uh, here in Oklahoma, m- medical marijuana is legal. And Harvest Health and the Plug 91A are big dispensaries here in my hometown, and they're big supporters, and I really appreciate them. I have Midwest Extract, HKA USA with uh, Nick <laughs> over there, man. Y'all everybody sees him, man. He's everywhere. He's getting yeah, up.
1: So, he's doing a great yeah, job.
2: Now, yeah, man. So HKA is gonna blow up. We got yeah,
1: truck
2: lining. We got the office on Maine when I fight here locally. That's where I go to the bar here locally where I grew up. We do our after party, big supporters of the brick. Uh, I'm an <laughs> official ambassador for fighting for autism. Um, Fantastic. Uh, I've been repping fighting for autism because of my buddy, Jeremy White. Uh, he has a boy that's autism, has autism. And he just started paying me out of his pocket and he wanted me to support wow. fighting for autism. And it's just a great thing. And I really love it. I got Primary Colors Retro Relics. I got Broadway Barbershop, another hometown barbershop just supporting me. Core Hog, Code Zero Customs, Evolved Health. It's my doctor. He's also a fighter. His name's Brandon Bailey, Dr. Brandon Bailey. He's a veteran. Uh, he goes overseas, does all kinds of stuff. And and the guy still fights, man. He's a great dude. Um, wow. Keep a lookout for him i got tulsa sport acupuncture i do a lot of acupuncture um yeah like I, i'm not a guy that's big on supplement taking all this stuff and uh I, I really love acupuncture and when you see me fight you'll see all the stuff on me the little balls you know yeah de- 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 and it, it's just yeah. great man i just want to say thanks to all my sponsors for supporting me and we got big things in the work for 2020
1: Hell yeah. Can you do me a favor? Can you send me a list of your sponsors so I can put it on the um, on the blurb later? So do that later.
2: Got every sponsor on it. It's what really kind of made me easy to give them a shout out. You know, Hell I yeah. just got these posters made.
1: Uh, Harvest
2: Elf, my sponsor bought me uh, 60 of them. They're nice, thick posters. Um, you know, they're really good. And so now it makes me yeah. easier to give a shout-out, and I'm doing giveaways. If anybody wants to go find my fan page, it's Jimmy the Brick Flick. Yeah. You can also type in www.thebrickmma.com, and uh, I bought the rights to that webpage. And I want to give a shout-out to Spider Gray. He's the one that helped me do that, and uh, he's a big supporter, helping me out with my social media where I can get it to the next level. So. Fantastic. Yeah.
1: It's a well, if you if you send all of that over, I'll put it in the blurb and the text, and we'll we'll do as much as we can to help you grow as well.
2: Yes. And uh, if you see my fan page, I'm doing giveaways, and I will ship. You know, it'll take a little longer to get to y'all, but I will ship to y'all. Uh, I got a buddy from Hell yeah. That, uh, follows me all the time, and uh, yeah, he's a great dude. So uh, I love having fans from all over the world.
1: Nice. Nice. Good. Very very good. Um, so, is that where does the brick come from? Why are you known as the brick? <laughs> Everybody thinks when they hear the brick that like my hands are made of
2: bricks or something. You know, I believe I got power in my hands, but the reason I became the brick is because my game's solid all over like a brick. Uh, I grew up wrestling. <laughs> I, I wrestled for 15 years. I've done jujitsu for 12 years, and I've been in stand doing my, my entire boxing for over 10. So now my game's solid all over like a brick. No matter where the fight goes, I'm solid and you're going to be in trouble.
1: Hell yeah. Um, the last video I watched of you, uh, and, it, and it, really, it really did make me chuckle, the co- with you versus Matt Murphy. And the commentator says, um, this is what happens, or let's see what happens when a pro boxer meets a grappler. And then as you said, as he said that, you roundhouse kick him in the head. <laughs> yeah. so? And I'm just like, a grappler doesn't do that, and then uh, and then it cuts, and then the next scene is you doing a jumping knee to his head, yes, and I'm just sir. like, that's no grappler. <laughs> you're right, but sure, it so, really the game. Yeah, so I mean, uh, it, it, you're known as the grappler, but hang, like I so say, your game's tight all over, like, really cool.
2: Yes, sir, I've been doing it for a long time. Like I said, since I hired my Muay Thai coach over at Forza Combat, I hit mitts with him twice a week. Yeah, um, man. And, we make that mandatory, and we go over there, and I get that work in, and it's changed up my game a lot. And uh, the Matt Murphy fight, uh, 24 hours before the fight, is when it got changed to kickboxing. It was okay. actually a scheduled MMA fight. Uh, I was scheduled to fight at 125. I had four or five opponents pull out. Uh, Matt Murphy took the fight on a about five days' notice, I would say, and it was supposed to be a catch weight, 137. Wow. So. I was already 134 at the time uh, on the Monday before the fight when we decided to take the fight with Matt Murphy at a catch weight, uh, 137. So I was moving back up because I couldn't find a flyweight fighter on time. And when we got to weigh-ins, he came in at 142 pounds. And oh, yeah, wow. and can't really hate on the guy because he took it on short notice. But like yeah. I, I know they paid him good money. Uh, I still a lot. Yeah, just Mike White. Yes, or get close, and he wasn't even trying. And I was like, "Look, man, you're 142. I was like 134 a couple of days ago. Like, I'm only gonna be a weight wow. fight night. I was like, I'm not fighting you unless you make weight with four ounce gloves on. And yeah. I got to talking and everything. And I was like, Look, I've got over a hundred and something tickets out there. I sold. I cannot not fight. I was like, I'll do boxing. Yeah. You know, I was like, I'm not gonna chance my MMA record against the guy that's just coming in for a paycheck that's not making weight um i fought at yeah. heavyweight one time in my career as a pro and and that was on 24 hour notice and i don't want to do it again mm. so i pulled that one out and i wasn't going to try to pull another one out uh yeah. especially since i was coming off of a loss to ray rodriguez already so currently i should be on a two fight mma win streak but that got switched to kickboxing but it worked yeah. great because like you said everybody can see i'm not just a grappler
1: Hell no. and uh, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. So well done, thank you. Well done, it's great. Um, what? So what? Have you got a favorite art? Because obviously you're a grappler. You've wrestled for 15 years. You've done a lot of Thai boxing. Um, if you, if you could pick one, would you pick one?
2: Oh, grappling for sure. Yeah, I like to do a lot of things grappling. I'm real grappling savvy, and with my wrestling growing up, uh, my jujitsu. I like to say I have. Damian Maya Jiu-Jitsu with Khabib pressure, because I use the Khabib pressure from my wrestling and putting it on these guys. And these guys, with me being at 125, they turn and they give me stuff. And that's why I have 13 yeah. submissions. If you look me up as an amateur, I went seven and oh as an amateur in six months at two different weight classes, 125 and wow. 35, as an amateur. And uh, I only went to the second round one time. And uh, so I had nice. six missions in the first round. I had one in the second round, went 7-0, two titles. And then I turned pro in Bellator Fighting Championship and Bellator 20. Oh, Bellator 200. Wow. My pro debut. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I fought a guy that was 6-2 and two coming off a loss to Johnny Bedford by decision named Humberto Delion, And they thought they were going to bring me in to lose to him, and I dominated him. And I I ended up fighting him for a 125 title. Well, they didn't like that I came in and beat him up on my pro de- pro debut. So that's the only guy I've ever fought twice in my career, and that's the only guy I'd never finished with all my 13 wins. Humberto Delian is the only one that I've never finished.
1: Wow, that's impressive. And no, and no doubt you won him.
2: <laughs> well, now he he fell off. So, but I got the wins over him, and now now we're going after bigger bigger people
1: cool we'll get to them in a minute i think definitely um, yes sir hell yeah so okay cool what what's your um what's your training regime so so the people that follow you um or the people that think the brick is the brick like how do you become the brick what how do you train i uh, wake up
2: early monday through friday i work full-time job eight to 30 yeah so uh monday wednesday and fridays i wake up usually around four forty-five, And, uh, lately the gym has been five 30 to six 30, my CrossFit sand springs. Yeah. So I train that day Wednesday and Fridays in the mornings, uh, Monday after I get off work, I usually go and hit mitts work with my striking coach before coming home. Uh, Tuesday I get up in the morning a little later around six and then I get a run in before I have to go to work. Yeah. Um, Monday through Friday. It's a grind. I usually try to get my two days in all week. Um, we do our sparring Tuesday and Thursday night at thunder Kick fitness. Uh, I do an hour and a half of jujitsu and then we do our hour of sparring on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And, uh, I said, I'm mixing in my CrossFit and my uh, Muay Thai training, um, in between all that. And it's just a constant grind. And, uh, Try to mix everything up with my family. You know, I got two little girls, and the virus has really uh, gave me more time to train. Mm-hmm. Unlike most people, uh, I have a little gym set up at my house, so I'm able to train here as well. Yeah, I've
1: seen that. That's so cool.
2: it works out pretty good for me. And I've been in shape, and I've stayed in shape since this last fight. And uh, the CrossFit gym we only closed down for a couple weeks before they were ready to open back up, and uh, my Muay Thai gym only closed down for two weeks so um uh, wow. we've been back from the grind for over four weeks and uh i'm hoping to have fight news next week uh well at least a day Amazing. of when i'm fighting not an opponent yeah a day
1: hell so, yeah well we've been shut 11 weeks now it sucks yeah.
2: yes i know it's, it's insane i was supposed to fight for the lfa flyweight title april 17th now i did not have a contract i had verbal agreement and uh but I was going to fight Sidney Bice, the number one guy, which is uh, Brandon Roy training partner. And from my understanding, me and him were going to throw down in his hometown, of South Dakota, uh, April 17th for a 125 title. So I'm hoping LFA will reach back out to make that fight happen that's what they want, because that's what I want. Oh, yeah. So uh, we'll have something else set up.
1: Wicked. So the uh, again, for the people that are listening and want to know, like – you put the grind in, and this is what we was talking about. You're up at 4.30 or 5 o'clock running. You do your CrossFit. You do your pads, your tie. You do your jiu-jitsu training, your ground game. I mean, you're doing, what, 15, 20 hours a week, something like that, I would, I would guess, looking at them figures. Yeah, close to 20 would be my yeah. guess. Yeah, so if... Again, I tell my fight team this all the time. But if you want to be at the top, then you you've got to you've got to put in. You can't train twice a week and expect to to be up with the champions. You have to put the grind in. Yes,
2: yeah, so you got to do the extra. Uh, like I said, and once you start losing, you're gonna find out real quick. Because my coach used to always tell me, when you're making that walk and you're walking out there, you want to tell yourself when you make that walk, I did everything I had to do. I woke up every morning and did my training. I did my running. When you wake that walk and you didn't do that oh you're gonna psych yourself out before you even get in there oh, yes. and that's one thing that uh i don't want to ever go through again because i have went through it and uh it's the worst feeling in the world when you get out there and you just do not feel like you can do anything
1: oh yes and you know don't you you know in here yeah. you didn't do it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and as
2: soon as you get out there you know and it's just but you know there's ways to find ways out of fights and there's some fights that you just can't find a way out and yeah. so you go in there and in my case one of my worst fights ever was that's what happened
1: and it, so i was going to say about one of one of uh, your worst performance or a performance that you wasn't happy with is that why you wasn't happy with it
2: well leading up to the fight uh i was fighting levi mouse uh in Legacy, uh, uh, it was before they went to LFA too. It was the last one, like Leg- Legacy sixty something. Uh, I was coming off of a big win too, and uh, we wanted Levi mouse And uh, prior up to the training camp, I had lost my grandpa. I, I uh, had a lot of dental issues and stuff like that. But I sell over hundred something tickets. LFA sold me, gave me fifty posters. I had posters going left and right. And those are just one of the fights you couldn't, I couldn't pull out of. It. it was too big of an opportunity. There was, there was too much on the table. And, but when I got out there and I made that walk, it, it was one of the worst feelings ever. The game plan was to stay standing and strike with Levi. He's an amazing ground guy. And after I got hit and I panicked, and I've never felt that way before, and I just shot in. I took him down and he swept me over and beat the crap out of me for two rounds oh. until
1: they stopped.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh even between rounds uh it's uh the, who's the commentator? Is Pat Militage, right?
1: Uh over your way I couldn't tell you. Joe Rogan's the only one for I know. LFA,
2: <laughs> well, LFA has a uh commentator. I'm pretty sure it's Pat Militage and uh if it's not Pat's the other one that looks like him I get confused. Yeah. Uh but during round one, I got beat on so bad. When I went right back to round one, I started dry heaving, wow. trying to throw up. Wow. And uh, commentator's like, they need to stop this fight. He's got a concussion. And my cornerman's like trying to put my head in the bucket. And I'm like dry heaving, trying to throw up. And then uh, the commission's like, if you throw up, the fight's over. If you throw up, the fight's over. And I'm trying not to throw up. My jiu <laughs> coach is like, man, I don't know what to do. You, you got to try to get his ground and choke him out, you know, like <laughs> – and it was one of the worst fights, worst feelings. Uh, my corner probably never went through that ever before. And uh, ever since then, I try to make sure that don't happen again. And feeling like that will, will make a big change.
1: Mm. And uh, I, I think everyone has to have that to understand it, to feel it.
2: Oh, most definitely. And like I said, like, now I feel like if I was to go through it again, I might be able to overcome it. Uh, actually, I have overcame it. When I fought Jamison uh it's on UFC Fight Pass. Um, first round was great, back and forth. I dominated, came out for round two, and I winded up on my back, and the kid beat on me and beat on me. And you can hear, you can hear my fans get behind me, and I changed position. There's a minute left to choke this kid out. And it was the biggest comeback of my career, one of the best fights of my career and really let me know how much I can overcome, how you can work through and still get through it. And that was one that made a big difference to let me know what I can really do when I don't feel like I can do anything yeah. in there.
1: Yeah, it's, that, it's having that mindset, isn't it, to go, it doesn't matter how, mad, how bad you're being beat, no matter how bad the chips are down, there's always, there's always an opportunity, there's always chance. You just gotta want it hard enough
2: yes yes just never quit man and i i did it on my interview i told him i was like man i was going to quit in here man i had too many fans i i did too much man i got too many people following too too many people supporting me too many people believing in me just to quit you know so i got five losses and four of them are by knockout like it's killed or be killed in there like i do not like to
1: go to the judges i love that that's exactly what i say like you know you touch gloves and It it is a sport, and and it is a competition, but, you know, you are trying to win. You are trying to knock them out. You don't want them standing back up. You know, that's...
2: Yeah, And I want that win bonus. (laughs) This ain't boxing. We don't get flat pay, baby. Like, you've got to get that win bonus if you
1: want to bring more money Mm -hmm. home. 100%. So, while we're talking about knocking people out, who who do you want to call out? Who's your next... Who's your target on?
2: Yeah. Um, Well... Somebody's got a target on me, and that's old CJ Hamilton. Uh, I fought him on two weeks' notice. That's why we got this banner up here because he, he likes the look of that banner. He's seen it once, you know. So I don't know if he wants to see it again, but CJ Hamilton says he wants to smoke. Uh, he's got a good ranking, you know, he's got a lot of good fights. He was on the Tuesday night contender series, and uh, I took a fight on two weeks' notice for him uh, at a catch weight 130. Um, after beating Jameson Saldito, uh, the fight I was just telling you about. And uh, we ended up getting the win. He, he did really good in round one, uh, but round two, I, I got him to the ground and I choked him out, choked him out pretty easily. And I think I would do it again. And uh, he's coming off two big wins. If you know who D- DJ Futez is, he fought him at uh, 135. So it was a big win for him. And then he has a win over somebody else. So it, he's more than welcome to come get this. Like I say, uh, I'm the FCF style cage fighting 125 pound champ. And, uh, I'm going to be defending my title in August or September. We will uh, have the date next week. And I would also, if Eric Shelton would like to come and get this smoke, uh, I like to, he's getting decisions left and right. He just lost to somebody up there in Michigan. Um, uh, Seems like everybody I fought in Michigan, I finished. You know, I fought Bozzi. Uh, I even believe Johnny Bedford said he was from Michigan. He was the 135-pound champ up there for a long time. None of them guys can beat him up. Came down to Texas and I choked him out. So um, I want the best of the best. I'm looking to beat another UFC vet. Um, I'm ready to finish another one. Like I said, I'm a finisher, guys. You follow me. It might all be submissions most of the time, but like I said, watch my stand-up. that's coming along. Mm. When they don't want to stand. I'll put them to sleep.
1: Nice. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> um, so, and do you fear when you, when you go into the cage, do you have any fears?
2: I think that one fight I was telling you about with Levi was the only one. And I think it was because I feared that I didn't do the work I needed to do. You know, and yeah. I, I knew I was going there more based on the fact for my fans and the opportunity more than the fact that I did the work I needed to do. I think that's yeah. why if you look at that fight shortly after, who do I fight? I fight his mentor. I fight his head coach, you know, Johnny Bedford. Uh, I reached out for that fight for a reason. Um, I picked up a win after Levi. They put a, Cody Stanman, He's fighting in the UFC tonight. Well, Bedford called him out multiple times up there in Michigan where he was the champ. Uh, like I said, Bedford ran through like four of those guys up there. Cody wouldn't fight him. Uh, LFA tried to bring him in, and I got on social media, and I was like, give me that fight. I want that fight. And he underestimated me the whole time, and we showed up, and we did work and put him to sleep in the third round. It was the biggest win of my career. And it's it's what really let me know that I'm on the level of these guys, even training here in little bitty Oklahoma. So we're ready for the next big thing, and there's not a flyweight in the world right now that I think can beat me.
1: Nice. Oh, strong words, and I like that, confident, really confident, it's good. Um, I say to my guys uh, about what, obviously, we're kickboxers, so we don't go in the cage, we're in, in the ring, um, but if they don't fear being knocked out, and if if you've been knocked out, you know there's a bit... <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Um, it, it. When you get knocked out, it doesn't hurt. You get hit and you go out. There's no pain involved, um, but most... Most fighters, when they start, and you say to them, what do you fear? And they're like, oh, I don't want to get knocked out. But if you're not scared of being knocked out, if you're fighting someone that isn't scared of that, then that's a dangerous thing. Very. Because they don't fear anything. Mm -hmm. So I I try and say to my team, if you can get past the fear of being KO'd, then you're going to be hard to stop.
2: I always tell the amateurs, I'm like, you think it's bad to get knocked out? Try getting knocked out on national television. (laughs) It's happened, you know, and it's a weird way. You, I mean, I'd be eating at a restaurant, and then I had a guy be like, Jimmy Flick, you know, like, yes, how, how you doing, sir? You know, and I always introduce myself. And he was like, man, you were fighting that Mexican guy, and you were doing really good. And I was like, yeah. So, unfortunately, you uh-huh. seen the fight that I lost, and that was when I fought Will Capizano, uh, biggest fight of my career, uh, my first loss, biggest fight of my career as for my first loss. And I fought for the Legacy Fighting Championship, uh well not lfa whatever they were before lfc or something and uh will Capizano caught me with the knee in round two and dropped me and that was you know my first loss by knockout on national television in the main event versus ufc bet so like i've experienced it all in my career you know so i've got a lot going i've done kickboxing i've done pro boxing there's not a little lot of video out there, so a lot of people don't know I've done pro boxing. but And I've even yeah. done pro jujitsu. I do it all. So besides karate, I've uh, kind of done almost every pro sport I can in mixed martial arts.
1: Fantastic. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's great. Um, what's the best advice you've ever been given?
2: To never quit on myself. You know, a lot of people, I think they, you know, they give up. And I think... Growing up, I didn't have an easy life. Um, I had two older brothers, two older sisters. Uh, I even had a younger sister that was born by the same mom and dad, but she had to get adopted because we were not wealthy people. Uh, My water got shut off. Our electric got shut off. Uh, Our house used to run off of a generator. Uh, I've been in DHS custody. I've been taken away from my family and stuff like that. To never quit, I might have even got this advice before I started fighting MMA. Just to never give up, to never quit, and just keep pushing forward. And, and that's what I do. And that's what I strive. No matter what, if I lose, win, I always praise God, win or lose. And I'm always striving to do better, to be better from my friends, to my family, to my kids, to my loved ones. And that's what I strive to do in life. And I'm trying to make my dream come true. And if it doesn't, I got a full time job, I got a career, you know, and, you know, yeah. so I have a fallback. You know so that's why i give it 110 percent, and i want to be all the way in or not be in at all
1: yeah all in or don't bother
2: yes yeah or it's just a waste of time why you
1: know yeah. <laughs> fantastic and uh again I-, I know how hard it is to to put the hours in in the gym in the training like say wife children house it- it's hard man but if if you're in you're in yes sir it's great it's great um, slight change, and if there isn't, then don't worry. But is there anything you'd like to ask me at all? I always ask my guests because I always ask the questions. I always say, Is there anything you'd like to ask me?
2: Yeah, uh, I like your gym set up there. I was just Thank curious you. how that came about, man. How long have you been in that?
1: Um, so I started kickboxing when I was 10, so many, many years ago. And um, the first time I walked into the gym, it, it wasn't like the gym behind me. Um, and I just remember thinking, I want one of these. You know, you know, when a, you know, as a kid, you got a Ferrari on your wall. I had a picture of a gym on my wall, and <laughs> yeah. um, and again, I, I've only got it like this because uh, if I go, where's my buttons? Let's see if I can do it. So, for everyone that's watching on the podcast, you won't be able to see it, but everyone who's watching, um, that's where I'm sitting at the moment. I'm in my kitchen. <laughs> I
2: thought so to see it a little bit but that's yeah
1: the the so time. but that just lo- that just looks better that looks better yeah, yeah so um it, it's been a, it's taken me so i i did build a gym not the one that you can see but i did build a gym 12 years ago and very long story um over in the uk you have to get uh, planning permission for a local council and and i lost that i built a gym but i lost it um and then we moved to a few different halls and a few community centers And then we moved into where we are now and it was just an empty room. And long story short, over five years, um, you know, we've built and we've built. So we had a little square, then we moved next door and we took the wall down, which is that pillar that you can see. Um, And then we got new mats, then we got all the bags up uh, and then there's a ring on the other side. So the other side of the gym, there's a 16 foot boxing ring. Um, and there's a, a rig and there's loads of cool stuff in there but um, we' just we're just starting to build a peg wall a climbing wall as well. Nice um, so it's been it's been a you know a 20 a 30 year dream of mine um, and over the last 10 years I've managed to slowly build it to, to what it what it is we've got today. Um, and that's we, we do kickboxing but we do a lot of anti-bullying campaigns we work with a lot of schools and colleges. we work with the police um yeah awesome. you know we, we do lots of stuff in the community so we're not just a, a kickboxing gym we we do a lot for the local community as well um, which has helped to get where we are so um but I, lo- I love it i was up there this morning doing some work obviously we've been shut for 10 weeks so we've just been putting more kit in we've just put a couple of swing bars in as well to, uh, at the, this yeah. weekend that's um, why i was there. At- no, because yeah, the first
2: time Opened already. I thought you were doing work to open one, you know? Yeah. So no. I guess to open back up is what you're doing. So.
1: Yeah. So when my members come back in, they're going to be like, oh, wow,
2: even more. Right. Yes.
1: <laughs> so, so yeah, that's that's how I got that. It's just been grind, working 100 hour weeks. Um, I worked as a fiber, op- fiber optic engineer for 17 years whilst building my business. So, um, and I left five years ago to to do it full time?
2: Yeah, that's awesome because running a gym I know is not easy actually. Uh, I tried to open one with me and my brother. Uh, We got into this sport together uh, and we opened up a gym called Flick Brothers MMA Academy uh, here in our hometown and uh, I was 6-0 and and that's actually I tried to train out of that gym when I fought Will Capizano and uh, it made a big difference, man, trying to run a gym, trying to fight, you know, and, it's uh, hard. Let me, let, yeah, let me know real quick that I didn't want a gym er, that early in my career. And it mm. was too soon. And I was, but I was glad I did it that soon because now I know what to expect. Uh, we were o- open for almost a year before I decided that I got to pursue MMA 100% and I can't try to run a gym at the no. same time. So we decided to give up on that. And I just kept pursuing my MMA career and uh it, it was not easy and i think when in a couple more years when i'm almost done fighting that's when i want to open back up a gym here in my hometown.
1: hell yeah yeah and you will you'll, you'll make it happen um but you're right you because all of my members want to see me fight again and i would love to fight i love fighting i love putting a pair of gloves on and and just hitting hard um but i can't run my gym train and fight it's It's too much, it's too much. So, would I like to fight? 100%. Is it gonna happen? And I need to make the decision, if I'm gonna fight, I need to stop teaching for a while. Yeah. But if I stop teaching, then my members will be like, hey man, I want to fight. (laughs) Right. um, I don't know, we'll see, we'll see. Never say never. That's very true. (laughs) Never (laughs) say never. Um, But yeah, good question, thank you, thank you. Yes sir. cool one more then uh what advice would you give any of your fans if, if you give them some advice
2: um i would just say support your locals uh people that you know help support us um, like my sponsors and everybody my local fans kids i grew up with it that's the best feeling for me uh as having fans Um, I run into people and they talk to me all the time and I really enjoy it. And I feel like I have a lot of locals, you know, they don't want you to make it, you know, and, uh, I just really like it when everybody supports everybody. And I think that's what, if we had that in the world right now, I think it'd be a lot better place right now too.
1: Oh, yeah. We could just Uh get up
2: word everybody you know yeah. i mean spread the love it's not gonna hurt it doesn't cost you money it doesn't kill you or anything like yeah. uh, so that's what i like to do that's what kind of person i am uh, i get told i'm too nice of a person sometimes because i get people who reach out to me and i try to do what i can you know I, I don't have a lot of money i don't have you know a lot of stuff to give people but I mean, I have amateurs that I try to work with. I'm not the best, but if they want to work with me or try to get them fights, find them a gym in their local town. I had a guy from Arkansas hit me up to see if I can find him a gym in Arkansas. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to always help people, and that's what that's I awesome. think. You know, everybody, try to help everybody you can and support your locals um, gives us a better chance of making it, and that's yeah. what we're trying to do. And if I ever make it, everybody's gonna be with me. Everybody's gonna know they helped me. I always think everybody that likes my fan page shares my fan page, comments. You know, it really motivates us to keep pushing and and not to give up. It's like, oh, yeah. so easy to give up. I don't have to do this for a living, but I no. love to do it. Like you said, you want to get better fighting, but you also love teaching your gym, and it's hard. You got to pick one or the other. Uh, yeah. Me being 29, I'm about to be 30 this year. I feel like I'm at right at the prime of everything in my career. And so I want to hit it full force. And uh, the more people that I have backing me, supporting me, the harder I'm going to push and the better chance I got to make it.
1: Hell yeah. 100%. I love that. Well, I just want to say a, a massive thank you for your time. Um, you've been really, really um, a, a good Good man to interview. I've enjoyed it. It's been good fun. Um, I've learned a lot about you today. Um, and it's nice because we share a, a lot of the same um, thought processes, which is great. Um, I want to say a massive shout out to, to Nick HKUSA because without, without that contact, without, I mean, Nick's like my brother. So, you know, he's, he's pushing the brand and the kit and the gloves. Um yes. And he, he's really doing big things in America at the moment with, with the, the HKUSA brand. So without that, we probably wouldn't be talking. So huge shout out to Nick for that.
2: Yes, thank you, Nick. I really appreciate everybody. Please check out HKA USA. You can get custom gloves and get what you need. Amazing gear. I love it, man. I've got the shin guards. They're really thick. I can actually blast my kicks, man, and don't hurt my shins and everything yeah. like that. So I, I really enjoy his gear. He asked me the other day for an honest review, and I told him, I was like, man, I love it, man. The shin guards yeah. ain't falling off of me. He gave me three pairs of gloves. I'm able to, you know, alternate my gloves where they don't get stinky and they're not apart, yeah. you know. And I, I love their gear, man.
1: Cool, man. Yeah, it's good, high-quality gear. Um, there's stuff that Nick's had designed that we've not got over here. And I'm like, hey man, have yes. I need them? <laughs> so, yeah, like, and he's like, yeah, yeah, no, no, no worries. So, yeah, he's like, he's helping push the boundaries on all the kit as well. Like, it's phenomenal, Yes. So, you know, massive thank you there, right? So, I'm, I'm just gonna like end it up here. So, guys, if you're watching, I hope you've enjoyed it. If you're listening, uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. I've learned a lot, um, from Jimmy the Brick Flick today. Um, I just want to say. Follow him, like him, subscribe, find him on Facebook, Instagram, all the tubes. We'll put all the links in um, below afterwards. Um, I've had an absolute blast. I uh, hope you guys have too. Uh, thanks for listening. And remember, guys, it's not just a sport. It's a wildlife. Thank you, sir. appreciate
0: it. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's chat, have any questions or feedback for us, or would like to be on one of our podcasts, leave a review and we will happily get back to you. If you would like more details on how Hastings Kickboxing Academy can help you or a family member, find all our contact details in the show notes. Make sure you subscribe to HKA's Kickstart Your Confidence podcast. And remember, it's not just a sport, it's a way of life.